0: I'm here today to talk to you about third-party websites in terms of flights and why you should never, ever book them. I never do this, maybe just this once, everything will be fine. There was an announcement and they said there's something wrong with the airplane, we're going to have to emergency land somewhere. I was very, very paranoid about bed bugs because there's a huge bed bug issue in a lot of cities across the world at the moment, in hotels. God, this is really turning into a rant now. You do not want that stuff to be happening while you're just trying to get to your destination. Hello and welcome to another episode of These Corners of the World Travel Podcast. I am your host, Kelly O'Brien, and I'm a little less professional looking today because I don't have my headphones. I cannot find them. Doesn't matter. Not going to let it stop me. And I'm also a bit sweaty because I just got in from a paddle match, which is, if you don't know, like a kind of like tennis, but there's two players on each side instead of one. Very fun. Very exhausting. I'm here today to talk to you about third-party websites in terms of flights and why you should never, ever book them. I actually just a minute ago went to chat GPT and said, hmm, give me like a sample script for a podcast episode about, you know, not booking flights through third-party websites and it gave me complete crap. So I'm just going to tell you about my own experience that I had recently, uh, last month and it will be a warning <laughs> lesson for all of you that I unfortunately, I mean, I say had to learn, but I did, I did know this beforehand. I was kind of, um, my hand was forced a little bit last month. I needed to go from Malaga to split Croatia because I had like a project to do, um, funded by like a European, uh, commission, uh, went there to, uh, a co-working space to learn about greenification. Anyway, that's not important. I had to go there very set dates. I had, when this was being all organized, I had looked up, you know, is it easy to get from Malaga to split Croatia? And it was, but I hadn't realized that apparently after summer the airlines drop off dramatically and it is a lot harder to get to an off season comes time to book the flights. You know, everything's agreed. Uh, The, you know, the project is funded. The dates are set. Very hard to get a direct flight, actually impossible to get a direct flight. So I had to look at third party websites because there wasn't anything great coming up on, you know, um, anywhere else. The only thing I could really do that I could afford was uh, to get a kiwi.com deal or what well, wasn't even a deal just you know going through kiwi.com to get a flight from malaga to paris france and a connecting flight from paris to split croatia with Vueling. do the project stay in split return with easyjet and go from croatia split croatia to geneva switzerland connect there and then fly back to malaga spain I was like look at I have not had great experiences in the past with third party websites for flights but you know maybe just this once you know I never I never do this maybe just this once everything will be fine and it will be okay because when things go okay when you book flights on third party websites like this everything goes okay the problem when it comes if you have any problems and then that's when you kind of enter into this limbo, this no man's land and nobody really wants to deal with you. Like the third party website won't want to deal with you and your problem. And then the airline won't want to deal with you. And both of them will say, talk to the other one. It's like two parents saying, talk to your mother, talk to your father. And then you don't get anything in the middle. Uh, that was probably a bad analogy, but (laughs) whatever. I went there. What happened to me? My flight took out, took off from Malaga on time and in the air I'm not sure how long later maybe half an hour 20 minutes half an hour there was an announcement and they said there's something wrong with the airplane we're going to have to emergency land somewhere and that's somewhere it turned out to be Bilbao which is in the north of Spain I was like oh great okay here we go we emergency landed. I, I'm not sure exactly what the problem was. It was some issue that there was like a sensor off in the cabin that if there was a fire, the cockpit wouldn't know because the sensor isn't working. So I don't think it was, you know, we weren't in any danger. It wasn't like emergency landing. Ah, It was some specific thing that would probably have been fine, but they needed to emergency land just in case. They said they'd either fix it on the ground or that we would change plane. So we landed. We're sitting on the runway for a while. At this stage, I'm like, we can still make the connecting flight. It's okay. And if you hear noises in the background, I have a very active cat and the sun has just set. She's very crepuscular and she will probably make some noise. Hopefully she won't bite my legs, but if she does, I'll, you'll, you'll see her on screen, I think, as I pick her up and put her out. Anyway, um, The flight landed and they said, we can't fix it. We're going to have to change airplane. We changed airplane in Bilbao and we're still just stuck there sitting on the runway because, you know, well, I I don't really know. I guess we just we didn't have a slot because we weren't even supposed to be there. In the end, we got to Paris three hours later than we were supposed to. More than three hours later, actually. And it was about 8 p.m., 9 p.m., My cat is very loud, I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna pause it, let her do her business and come back to this in a second. Okay, she is done. I was saying that we changed, we arrived, sorry, yes, we arrived in Paris three hours uh, later than we should have. And we had missed our connecting flight to Split, Croatia. It is about 8 p.m., 9 p.m. at night. While on the plane, I had befriended a woman who was also traveling to split Croatia on the exact same flight that me, me and my boyfriend were taking. She had booked directly through Vueling and we had booked through kiwi.com. And for some reason, Kiwi had booked our flights in two separate bookings instead of together. Don't know why, maybe it was cheaper for them. I have no idea. But it comforted us, it comforted is that a word? Comfort? It was of some comfort on the flight to know that there was another woman going to our destination and that we would all get sorted out on the ground in Paris. We landed. Welling staff were there to welcome this woman that I had befriended with open arms and they handed her a flight for the next day, said there's none today. You can fly tomorrow to Split via Rome. Here's your ticket. Here is the name of the hotel we're putting you in tonight. And here is a voucher for dinner. And we were like, what about us? And they were like, nope, just for her. That's all. You can talk to customer service if you feel like it. And I was like, this is just the start of it now. This is, you know we're not going to get anything here, but you know, we still tried, we went to the customer service and we explained a couple of times, like we, we, like we didn't roll over easily. I was, I was, I was pissed. Like I was annoyed. Um, I wasn't disrespectful because people are just doing their jobs, but like I wasn't backing down very easily. So I did try my best to, you know, get them to get us on their flight the next day, because it was their fault. It was their airlines um, issue that caused us to be three hours late. And both of our flights were with Welling. Like we were flying to Paris with Welling and from Paris with Welling. So what's the issue? This woman had the exact same itinerary and she was sorted out with absolutely everything. And we were just like, you know, the poor relations. Get in the corner. We don't want to see you. We don't want to deal with you. They said, uh, talk to Kiwi. So we called Kiwi. Well, we, I chatted them on the phone, On the they have a chat customer service. And uh, to be fair, they were very responsive, but they didn't, you know, help us. Then we called them, and it was my boyfriend actually, because at this stage I was annoyed even more. So I was like, "Can you just deal with this part?" He was on the phone with the uh, Kiwi.com representative, and I mean, again, not not much help. Certainly didn't rebook a flight. They were said you can cancel your booking and get a refund. I think the refund was for something very, very small, though it wasn't like a refund of the full amount. And we obviously didn't want to cancel our whole booking because we were we had return flights. Right. We had to get from Croatia back, you know, to Geneva and then Geneva to Malaga. So we were like, God, we can foresee issues if we cancel our booking that they're not going to honor the flight we have return. Which is a fair, you know, concern. Basically, Kiwi did nothing for us. Welling did nothing for us and we are sitting on the floor of the airport in Paris, Charles de Gaulle. Was it Charles de Gaulle? Oh no, it was the other one. What was the other one? Um, Orly. Orly. We, that's where we were. And we were just like, we're just going to have to do this ourselves. We're just going to have to sort this out. There were tears. I had cried. I was frustrated and, you know, I pulled myself together. I was like, look, it's fine told everybody in Croatia who were waiting for us, we're not going to get there today. We're not going to get there early tomorrow. We'll be there the following day to see you in the office at nine. So basically lost out on a whole day of the the project. We did stay a day later because the project was supposed to end and we had a couple of days to like, you know, see Croatia as tourists. So we extended it by one day. We saw less of Croatia as a result, but, you know, the project had to come first. That part was fine. The accommodation, I mean, we had accommodation booked in split. We obviously weren't making it that night, so we did lose out on that first night's accommodation. You know, it was a casualty of war. That's fine. I shouldn't say that actually, no, it was a it was a casualty of the situation. And what we did was I went on booking.com, which I love, love that site. And I booked a night for uh, two people at the airport, near the airport. Uh, in Paris in Orly I was very very paranoid about bedbugs because there's a huge bedbug issue in a lot of cities across the world at the moment in hotels and Paris I think London or New York but Paris seems to be one of the worst affected so I was quite worried so I spent a good few minutes on all of the airport hotel reviews I should say, some of you might be thinking, if anyone even listens to this, some of you might be thinking, oh, why not enjoy, like, a fun, random, spontaneous night in Paris? Ooh la la. Stay in a hotel in Paris. Wake up to the Eiffel Tower. You know. I had been to Paris about a month before this same airport. I was alone. It was a solo trip. I did a house swap with a girl in Paris. She lovely girl called Samara. She came to my house and, uh, or well, she came to the place that I'm renting in Spain and I went to the place that she's renting in Paris. Beautiful week on my own. I spent a lot of, uh, time just, you know, drinking in cafes. I don't drink alcohol, drinking coffee in cafes and going around like the Eiffel Tower and all the usual spots with like a tripod and a phone and... I'm not afraid to admit it, I changed outfit at the Eiffel Tower three times just to get different photos in different locations. <laughs> that might be quite extra, but hey, it's my life. That's what I wanted to do. You can see the photos on my Instagram at these corners of the world, funnily enough, if you if you want to see them. So I was, you know, tired, emotional. It's, it's probably after 9pm at this point, it's probably half nine and or 10 even the last thing I wanted to do was go and have a spontaneous night in Paris since I'd just been there a month before my boyfriend also had no interest he was like I just want to go to bed I just want to eat and go to bed and I was like okay let's stay near the airport so I booked a place the only place near the airport that didn't have any reviews of bed bugs every other one did not going to name drop here because you know bed bug issues can get resolved I don't want to diss anybody but there was only one (laughs) hotel that didn't have bed bug uh, reviews and you know we went and we were super meticulous about looking under the, the mattresses and stuff and I did not see any bed bugs so I'm fairly happy fairly confident when I came home I did do some bed bug um preventative measures just in case like I bagged up all my stuff in the hallway like I put it in the freezer for four days and then I took it out and I washed it so even if there had been bed bugs I'm pretty sure I didn't bring them home with me. This is an aside to saying how basically we had to alone just regroup and get some other plan so we had accommodation for the night and then I went on Skyscanner and I looked for what is the next flight that I can get to split if it has to be a connecting flight that's fine we'll deal with it when can I get there. And how much is it going to cost me? Because, you know, this is a flight for like either the same day or next day. And I was prepared for it to be hundreds of euro. And I think in most cases it maybe would have been. But I think we actually got really lucky because I found a Transavia. Is that how you pronounce it? Transavia? Transavia? Transavia I'm going to go with. We found a Transavia flight for 80 euros one way each. Direct. From Paris to split for the very next day it was in the evening but it wasn't you know it was it was great it was direct um so booked that yeah and went to the hotel had some food went to sleep got up late the next day worked from you know the reception in the hotel got the transfer back to the same airport flew with Transavia to split Bish bash, boom, we're in Split. Everything goes great from then on. And I must say also the return flight that we got via Kiwi.com from Split to Geneva, connecting there and getting back to Malaga. Everything went fine there. That was with EasyJet. I think I just said that actually. Love EasyJet. They're great. I've always had problems with welling, I must say. And I've heard a lot of horror stories about welling. So this is as much a rant about Welling as it is via third-party um, websites like Kiwi.com. They're both at fault because Welling is, you know, I don't think it's great. Kiwi.com should have helped us, basically. They have this thing that they put on their website to try and make people feel at ease. The Kiwi.com, guarantee, you know... Even if you miss your connection, everything's going to be fine. It's literally there in in plain English on their website that if you have a problem with your connecting flight, we'll sort it out. They didn't. They haven't. Having come back from the experience, this is last month, I went mental with, you know, how can I stick it to these people who have messed me over, like caused emotional distress. Everything did work out in the end, but like it was like frustrating and it did cost us money, time, energy, like a lot of stuff. I had to go and like redo the dates of this uh, project that I was even doing. So um, I applied on Vueling's website for compensation for the flight that I paid for and missed. I applied for compensation for the night's accommodation and the dinner um that we had to you know because we missed the flight we had to stay in Paris for a night so for that night I had to do all these separately I don't really know why it wasn't very straightforward process and then the third compensation I did again on Vueling's website but it was like an EU law that if a flight is more than three hours Uh, delayed that you're supposed to get compensation X amount. I don't know exactly how much is a few hundred euro. It's depending on how long the delay is and how far away the airports are from each other. And I worked it out that it would have covered the cost of everything if we had just gotten the uh, refund or the compensation of the EU law thing. So all of those have been resolved so far. To so to be fair, like within the month, Welling did get back, but they said no to everything. They said no, nope, not paying for, uh, not giving you a refund for the flight that you missed, not giving you a refund of the nights accommodation and the dinner. No, we're not even giving you the compensation that you're. Uh, to be honest, we are supposed to get that under EU law. The only get out of jail free card there that they have is that it's like you know um like act of god kind of thing you know that they couldn't foresee it however i'm going to appeal that because under their own website it says and under eu law it says that airplane maintenance it's not an act of god if the plane if something goes wrong with the plane it probably should have been caught before you took off and that goes under airplane maintenance. It's not an act of God. That was foreseeable. You could have prevented that. So I'm going to appeal that. And I don't care how many times, God, this has really turned into a rant now. I don't care how many times I have to resubmit that application. I'm going to do it. Anyway, because we booked through kiwi.com, I also went to them and said, look, I've applied for a comp- compensation from dwelling. I'm also going to do it here. Like, what's the situation? So they had like a form and stuff. And I filled out, I don't know what's going on with that. It's, I don't think it's been exactly a month yet, Um, but I've had no uh, correspondence from Kiwi on that at all. Maybe they'll come back. I doubt it. Maybe they will. I'm not holding out hope. To be fair, it wasn't the worst case. We could have had to pay hundreds of euro to get to Croatia last minute. I'm very happy that it was only 80 euros each. But it was very stressful and it's not like it didn't cost us anything. Like it did cost us uh, in, well, I've already covered that time, money, emotion. (laughs) So basically what I'm saying is I'm never going to fly welling again. You make up your own minds about that. I'm certainly never going to use Kiwi.com again. And I'm certainly never going to book flights definitely not connecting ones through a third party website ever again because it's just when things go wrong you're passed from pillar to post nobody wants to deal with you you have to sort everything out yourself and it's it's, it's just not worth it it's not worth the stress so you might be asking yourself what what do you do what should you do how I get flights is I go to skyscanner.com oh my god a skyscanner was like a massive game changer for me years ago when I discovered it, because basically it's just great for like filters. You can set where you want to go from, where you want to go to. You can like change, well, obviously, (laughs) but you can also click if you want direct flights or if you don't want direct flights, because often you can get cheaper deals if you have connecting flights. So for example, I don't know how many hundreds of Euro I saved, but it was hundreds of Euro I, a few months ago, had to travel to the United States. And instead of flying from Spain directly to the United States, I connected in Ireland. So I flew from Malaga to Dublin with Aer Lingus. Connected there with Aer Lingus. I flew from Dublin to Chicago and it was hundreds of euros cheaper. I think entirely that flight leg and the return flight from Chicago to Dublin, Dublin to Malaga, pretty sure it was about 500 euro, one person return which is, is actually really, really good. Um, no, actually, sorry, it was 450, 460 euros thereabout. It ended up being about 500 because I needed to change uh, the date and I had to pay a small fee. Anyway, um, it was way more economical than flying direct. So instead of having to go to different websites of airlines and finding out you know, what the best combination of flights are, just go to Skyscanner and you put in... Where you're going from, where you're going to, if you have to have a direct flight, that's fine. You can tick that box. But if you leave it off, they'll come up combinations for you. If you don't want to fly at a certain time in the morning, let's say the buses to the airport only start at 6 a.m., you can set that filter, you know, don't have any flights that that leave earlier than 8, you know, because you need to be there about two hours before your flight. So you're not going to get there if the bus isn't running and you don't have any other transport, right? So you can filter that you don't want the flight to leave before eight. You don't want it to get in after a certain hour. And there's all sorts of filters you can click. Basically, skyscanner.com is just a lifesaver. And you can order the results then by, you know, cheapest, fewest connections, whatever your personal preferences are. The thing with that is that Skyscanner will come back with third party websites as well. So you just have to know not to book it through those only book it through the airlines themselves and Skyscanner will highlight, you know, this is an airline so that you can easily see that. I mean, that's why they do it because they know that it's better for people to, um, book flights directly with the, uh, flight company themselves. And yeah, basically that's, that's pretty much it in a a nutshell not all third- party websites are bad, but it when for example booking.com love it. They offer great discounts if you're a repeat user of booking.com. you know in other areas of life, third- party websites are totally fine. but when it comes to flights, it is just a it's a disaster you don't want. It's like waiting to happen basically. And can you imagine if you were flying with like a family? or if you were someone who was taking a trip and you don't normally take trips like for us it was relatively okay very used to traveling very used to you know things going wrong and needing to troubleshoot in the moment you know I was sitting on the floor of the airport whipped out my phone booking.com boom there's like a load of um, accommodation options that I can book in real time and then just go there if we weren't like tech savvy or if we didn't travel a lot, or if we were older, for example, I mean, nobody wanted to help us. We had to help ourselves. So if you're in any way, shape or form, not comfortable doing those things on the fly in the moment, you do not want that stuff to be happening while you're just trying to get to your destination. And, you know, it could have ruined the whole thing for us, but we, luckily enough, it didn't and it did work out, but it, it was... It was almost a disaster (laughs) and yeah basically that's pretty much it. If you have any you know topics you'd like me to talk about then please do send me a message on probably Instagram is the best way to get me at these corners of the world. I am very open to suggestions of what to do with this podcast my cousin, Mark, shout out to Mark, he uh, messaged me today and said, you know what you could do with the podcast? You could, um, when you go to places, interview people there and then you can have a mix of, you know, talking about your own travels, but also, you know, get someone on the podcast to talk about what it's like living in, I don't know, Rome or something, you know. Um, let me know what you think about that idea. I thought that was pretty cool, you know. I'd have to get maybe a portable Uh, like a microphone or a dictaphone with a, with a muff thing on it. Um, so, you know, there'd be some, some stuff I'd have to get, but I could make it work. I could make it happen if people wanted it. And yeah, that's it for now. I'm going to sign off. I hope you enjoyed it and I will answer any questions you have in the next episode. Bye.